0: Happened here, the early signees and all that kind of stuff for basketball and everything else. And baseball, you'll remember that. Baylor came in, the women, number 22 in the country, according to ESPN. Now, again, this is not the end-all, be-all, but I was just going to, I thought that was interesting. Longhorns, uh, number four in the country, recruiting-wise. Baylor ends up with the number 50 in the country recruit in Kayla Nelms. A stretch forward that can spread the floor, but also battle inside. And they, you can't speed her up if she keeps her poise on the floor versus defensive pressure. Now, Aaron, that, you like that. Now, Aaron, you'll remember this other one, number 71 in the country, uh, according to ESPN, Inez Gorianova. Inez Gorianova. Now, pro, you know the only thing is you can only take a couple of recruits because they have so many transfers. They got a lot of great players on this team. Inez Gorianova is a shifty point guard who can catch fire and shoot the three. Crafty and smart with the ball in her hands and makes others better. Um, number 21 in recruiting, Oklahoma, the Sooners. And um, so anyway, right now in the tournament, there are six Big 12 teams that are going in there i wanted to kind of see today aaron because this is the last kind of big game the bears will play in the Farrell center i mean this is the one you really want to go to and i'm not i mean baylor used to oh man they would they would want us to oh man what can we we would partner with them on selling uh season tickets and or uh, all that kind of stuff but i'm just saying this because i love being out there and i think it's gonna be a great atmosphere go to the game tonight they got the PA guy is really fun and aggressive and exciting. And then the Big East, that just there's something about Seton Hall coming in. And an eight o'clock game that will be on national TV. What you don't want is a is kind of like a real middling like about five thousand people in there. You want it to pop on national TV. So if you're listening um, online or whatever. Let's get down there. Let's get out there and let's be a part of this thing. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be fun tonight. And you just can't help, Aaron, without see you know think of Seton Hall without thinking of PJ Carlissimo, Um, you know Andrew Gaze. I mean, they were back in the day, the late '80s. Ramil Robinson was playing for Michigan. This was pre. Michigan was great before the Fab Five showed up. The Fab Five, those guys are kind of close to uh, our age because we were in college when the Fab Five showed up on the seat at Michigan. And then the team of the late 80s that was also so awesome was uh, UNLV. So you had UNLV, you had Michigan even pre-Fab Five, uh, and uh, you had Seton Hall and Seton Hall went to the Final Four, and, man, they were great. And you also had, like, Michigan State had some great teams even before Izzo. Prior to Izzo, it's hard to believe there was even a prior to Izzo, but they had, um, what was his name, Aaron, the famous coach, Judd Heathcote, I think is his name, and uh, they had some great teams. Man, some of these programs just go way, way back. And they were awesome. So anyway, I just got kind of excited thinking about that. Now, Aaron, we may have later in the program. We might hear from him. But Aaron Rodgers today, I thought that was a wild story with Zach Wilson, according to Diana Russini of, uh, uh, or maybe say Russini from um, the Athletic, saying Zach Wilson, who was from BYU. The Jets wanted him to come back as the starter, and the word was that he was reluctant to do that because of risk of injury. You know, the quickest way in the world to lose the locker room and lose respect is to do something like that. I mean, it's not like he has some kind of bad injury. He's out right now because of poor play. Then, Aaron, what did they do? They put somebody named Tim Boyle and, and like Trevor Simeon in there and they were both horrible. And they're like, well, Zach, maybe Zach doesn't look so bad. Let's put Zach back in. This report comes out. Oh, to the rescue comes Aaron Rogers. He goes on with his buddy, Pat McAfee, who wears the sleeveless, the muscle shirt and holds the mic. Now, Aaron, I'm, I'm holding a mic right now. I kind of like the hold the mic thing, but he does it for effect. I'm just doing it because I, I can kind of, you know, lay back in my chair a little bit as I talk to folks, and I'm not on screen while I talk. Now, if you want to see radio people on screen, you can watch Drake and Cam every day on on what I like to call the Cam Cam. All right? you get the You get the camera on. Aaron, what's that look like in there? Do they just... Is there a contraption that they bring in? Do they do they use their iPhones? How how is that? How does that work? Because I am considering putting myself on film uh, while I do the show, and I want to know how they do it. What's what is that? What does the set look like in there?
1: In studio here, yeah, uh, just laptops, webcam. Okay. Okay. Just the web. I'm sure, no, there's specialized yeah. webcams for you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcasts, but okay. nothing, nothing. I just super was wondering technical. if they
0: had like a lights up or oh, anything. They got lights, yeah. Like uh huh. Those
1: uh circle lights, you know, the soft light. They both have those, oh, which I thought was a bit much, there. but you know, <laughs> that's just me.
0: <laughs> I hey, yesterday during the show, nobody knows this, Aaron. Now now they'll know it. And you see, things like this can happen. I right during the show, I feel this, I feel this crash. I hear and and, and but I mean, I just I, I felt it before I heard anything, and I pulled the light that I use. It's called a makeup light, but it's when I when I do TV with Colin Cowherd or whoever and Aaron, it fell over on my head. Now, thank goodness. That we were on, we had we were playing an interview, or we played the audio <laughs> of of the uh, of uh, Jake Spavita, the the new Baylor offensive coordinator. But it, I mean, it really hurt, and I kind of let. I'm glad. I, I mean, again, I didn't cuss or anything, but it was just shocking to just have something follow during the show. But anyway, things happen behind the scenes. Now back to Zach Wilson today. Aaron Rodgers says. You know, oh, you shouldn't let... The one... Here's the one thing I agree with Rodgers on. I do not... and, And this has come up with me covering the draft over the years. If I don't like using an anonymous source when that source is impugning someone's character. Like if they're telling me off the record, yeah, this guy has a drug problem. Or yeah, this guy didn't go to class, or this guy smokes a lot of weed or whatever. Like, I I, I don't, if, if you're not going to go on the record, I hate using that kind of stuff. But again, with law enforcement, and sometimes you have to use law enforcement, anonymous sources, yes. Sometimes you have to do that type of thing. This was a rough one because it seems like it's a teammate or somebody that told her about Zach and Wilson not wanting to play and it did make him look real bad and Aaron Rodgers went on the set today with um with uh you know our man uh I guess it's a set I don't know if it's in New York or where Aaron went for this and really took up for Zach and talked about how great of a guy he was and that this is not true and that they have a leak and it doesn't make the organization look good and Aaron, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. In addition to being the face of the franchise now, is like handling their PR. Um, so again, the one thing I agree on: I don't love it when people use anonymous sources to go to basically say something that goes at someone's character. Now, if they have it on good authority from a coach or a player that Zach doesn't want to play because of that. I maybe you have to go with that. I mean, I that's a tough, tough report, and you better be right. So she's going to end up getting huge blowback on this. And then, oh by the way, Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers today chose to somehow, and again, some of this is kind of a set up, puffy sounding kind of thing. The um, Pat McAfee praised, kind of, it kind of positioned him as having the last laugh for somehow being right on COVID. And and again, I never on it when we, when I was on during COVID, Aaron, I mean, I think our people will respond. I mean, I got the vaccinations. Um, I can't remember, Aaron, you weren't on with me during COVID, but post COVID. I can't remember. We, we said, yeah, but we, we never came on here like advocating telling people they had to have it or whatever. Well, Aaron Rogers You remember Cole Beasley just got beat up like crazy because he came out, said he wouldn't get the vaccination. He said why. I mean, he had studied it. He didn't want it in his body. Well, I mean, he got beat up by everybody across the NFL, and you can say, well, he should have gotten beat up or that's unfair whatever, but he did. Aaron Rodgers today was getting praised for, like, He's like, I feel good about my stand, and I feel like I've ended up on the right side of history. Really? Okay, I guess. I mean, I, Aaron, what I remember is him kind of basically lying about it or playing f- fast and loose. It only came up. I mean, I don't know how it finally got out. Maybe it was because you know, you have to put these things out, or 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 the Jets or somebody put it out there. Right. But he was, he was completely. He completely hid the truth, and he hid behind the wording, and he played word games, and, and it turned out the whole time he kept saying that he was immunized. And what he meant is he found some sort of whatever he was taking to get his antibodies up real high, and, and, and he was calling that being immunized. But what he he never said is, I am vaccinated. Again, this is not about whether or not people should have gotten a vaccination. I've never cared that much. I mean, I did it just because, I don't know, it made me feel better at the time. It made me, I, I thought, I kind of bought into this way of I'm helping my fellow man by getting my vaccination. And because I think our company Wanted us to. It, it, now that I think back on it, whatever people can make their own decisions. But for Aaron Rodgers now to be acting like he took some kind of courageous <laughs> stand and ended up on the right side of history, I, I I think it's a farce. So I I um I feel like Aaron Rodgers is somehow able to present himself as some kind of just brilliant mind, hey, look at me, I do mushrooms. I do, you know, whatever that whatever that stuff is, uh, Aaron, you and I have talked about, you know, oh, look at me, I found medicine that no one else has access to. I must be the smartest man in America. And, and so, anyway, I, I found that very, very interesting today, that he's now positioning himself as some sort of courageous guy during covid for not getting vaccinated while he hid he hid that and poor cole beasley is getting beat up by everybody because he came straight out and said i'm not getting it here's why i'm not getting it there was somebody else aaron that we know that that maybe either got it and then got beat up over remember amari cooper Missing those games mm-hmm. that made Jerry mad.
1: Basically, trading him because of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, made Jerry mad, and he ends up trading him. Um, and and again, I don't I don't necessarily think those people are bad people uh, for choosing. I mean, I I got somebody uh, who never got it, and I mean, Aaron. I'm sure you know people. It's not like we stop being friends with them. I mean, it's just it's a personal choice but anyway just kind of interesting that now uh now aaron's out there going on about this all right we are getting close to time for something we do oh around three forty-five on a daily basis uh it is stephanie's sports corner and
2: it is next Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
3: It's Baylor in Seton Hall Tuesday evening in the Farrell Center. 7:30 for the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday.
2: Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Everyone at Richard Car, Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they are participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign, and they are asking for your support. Toys for
3: Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carbuick Buick GMC Cadillac and drop it in the bed of the 2024 GMC GMC Sierra pickup truck on the
5: showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from their dealership, Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac will purchase $100 worth of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC
3: Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive, exit Waco.
7: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at
3: SyntexSportsFan.com. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you're a small business owner, you know the value of trusted advice. We're here to build a relationship with you and help navigate the financial complexities you may encounter. Your
8: success is our passion.
4: Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our Client Relationship Summary Disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash Relationship Summary.
9: When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kissair, and Lexmark copiers and printers. We're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
3: Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com.
7: Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
0: uh... It is Matt Mosley, and uh, the Matt Mosley show rolls on, and there's a lot happening today. Uh, there's a lot of portal news that continues to break. Baylor seems to be on every uh, quarterback. I think, um, uh, you know, the, this Trey Moore um, announcement from UTSA's outside linebacker, great pass rusher. I always feel bad. UNT and UTSA, they get hit hard. Every MAC quarterback, they put up big numbers. They're in the portal. I mean, you develop these players and all of that, and then they uh, they leave and go in the portal. I mean, big time teams can lose people in the portal, but when when it happens from the great players that rise up. At the, at the UNT and UTSAs of the world. I just kind of feel particularly bad for them. Um, and, boy, Fox College Football, Aaron, I know we'll do Campus Confidential here, and we're getting ready for some Stephanie's Sports Corner. But they were doing a – Fox College Football was doing a teams that were ranked to start the season and aren't in a bowl game. Um. It looks sadly like there's only one. The number seventeen team in the country, and that would be the TCU Hornfrogs. Frogs. Man, that's uh, Aaron. We thought that when they weren't ranked, you know, like first or second in the conference, and were ranked like I think it was fourth, we thought that was unfair. And even though we don't feel a lot of empathy for the frog people. Uh, we thought that was uh, that wasn't right, and they wouldn't do that to other teams like Texas or Oklahoma or anybody like that. Well, it turns out somebody was on to something, and I also saw something that were sunny. Four of the top six rated recruits that he personally, since he's been in, has brought have you know that that he's recruited. Four of the top six, according to recruiting rankings, have now entered the portal. Have now left the or are, are now in the process of leaving the building. How many people that go into the portal end up getting out of the portal and, 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 and jumping back in where they where they came from? I would say it is tiny amount. I would say it's as low as 1% to 2% that do that. So once they're in the portal, like I would say the chances of Blake Shapin ending up on the Baylor roster this spring are 3%. 3%. Even though I, I kind of like, I think Spavitol could get in his ear and make some good points. And, uh, and I like old Spavitol. He had a good pullover on the other day. Got a good short haircut. Makes great eye contact. Wow, you can always tell people have had PR training, or people have been head coaches, or something. Because I mean, I, Aaron, I thought, my gosh, what what's going on here? I mean, I've never seen such eye contact. And I and I, you know what? I kind of stood at attention. Normally, I'm looking down, looking at notes, tweeting stuff during those things. I'm like, well, if he's gonna look at me the whole time, I better sit here like I'm in church. You know, and, and kind of keep my focus. For once, I kind of was focused a little bit. I wish Stephanie would make better eye contact with me during Stephanie's sports <laughs> corner. See, I, be- I, I'm the opposite.
1: <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable when she makes eye contact. <laughs> That's right. Which she
0: puts those <laughs> eyes Almost, on you. I, thought,
1: you I p- thought about putting out a memo, but I thought that may be rude.
0: You, just, you felt you At least no eye contact
1: with the producer from noon <laughs> mm-hmm. to six.
0: That's what Saban used to do. He wouldn't let people in the office make eye contact with him. I like that. I I think more people should put out rules like that. All right, let's get to it, Aaron.
2: Spanning the globe to bring you the
10: constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory,
4: and the agony of defeat. The human drama of athletic
10: competition. It's time for Stephanie's Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels. And now, here's Stephanie.
0: All right, Stephanie. and
11: uh, <laughs> Matt, I'll tell if you were sitting here, I would make eye contact with you. <laughs> no nope. just say it no nope. hey you, when I've done rem- when I've done remotes with you and we're talking you don't even look at me you don't make eye contact with me and I do I try to engage <laughs> your presence with what I'm talking about <laughs> I am it's uh, all right
0: I, I'm always afraid Scott is a man that anybody <laughs> that makes eye contact with you I mean you've got to deal with him and I've seen him in those T-shirts. When he <laughs> shows up, he'll have he'll come straight from a weightlifting session, and those things are hugging him a little bit. And I do not want any part of that. But uh, <laughs> all right. right, no, Scott's about as nice as anybody I've ever known. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> the Mac, the Mac. I mean, that's sad, isn't it? Uh, I know you don't like the portal. Um, uh-uh. I, I, the portal's. I tell you what, it's fun for basketball. I mean, Baylor has benefited greatly from it in hoops. Like right now, I mean, two of the three starting guards on the six, number six team in the country are transfers. Jalen Bridges, transfer, the third one of the third starters. So you got two freshmen and three transfers. I mean, the tra- I mean, think about the transfers they had that helped to win a national title. Those guys were transfers. Davion Mitchell uh adam flagler i mean these were big time transfers so i'm uh although that was not the portal back in the day of flagler and mitchell now that i think about it that was those guys actually had to sit out a year when they showed up on the baylor scene and then helped lead the bears to a national title in 2021 as i reminisce stephanie Mm -hmm. with uh what's on your what's on your mind today as we uh as we delve into Stephanie Sports Corner.
11: Well,, um, it is not the portal. It is not the vaccination. It is not Rogers. <laughs> what it is is you know, Christmas is right around the corner. And um, I've already been talking to the North Pole, Matt so we might have a special guest one day. but this case is <laughs> stop <Aaron>. here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: No snorting, no, no, <laughs> Sorry. no snorting on you the show.
11: So?
0: I know. I, I'm fine. But it on Let's do that a little closer to Christmas.
11: <laughs> right. But yeah, what okay. they're doing right now to prepare for Christmas over in Finland and Inari Finland is the reindeer races. And what they do is a guy, they call him a jockey, actually gets behind the reindeer on skis. And it has a harness and goggles, and they run around this track with behind this reindeer. And so anyways, who, who, whatever reindeer wins the whole competition for the weekend is like the Christmas reindeer. So I don't know if the reindeer gets to go to North Pole and fly with the other reindeers, but I thought it was kind of cool. So they actually um, been doing this since 1932, and people from all over the Arctic, which I think is like where all the ice is, they come to Finland <laughs> to watch the reindeers.
0: What? If you could, See if you, can, see if you can, I want a recording of that. Where she, she says she thinks that's where all the ice right? is. Right? Don't you ever Arctic. watch?
11: It's like at the top of the Earth.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that's good. Yeah, that's good. They do have ice in the Arctic, but where I'm the
11: penguins are. That. That's just science, man. Yeah, yeah, I. You can tell I paid. I paid attention in science, but um, these reindeers go anywhere from thirty to forty miles an hour. Can you imagine? Being reindeer, you reindeer,
0: reindeer. Yeah.
11: yeah, reindeer. Like they have the horns. Mm-hmm. They're basically deers. I don't know why they call them reindeer. I guess Deer. because they have big yeah. reins, right? That makes logical sense, right? So, but can you imagine being behind a reindeer <laughs> right here?
12: Uh-huh.
11: Being behind a reindeer and hanging on to a like a rope or whatever a rain, and going forty miles an hour on skis? I could no, not. Do- I, I can't even go like a mile. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even stand up on skis. So I can imagine they being on skis. certainly
0: wouldn't be going that fast <laughs> behind a reindeer. That I mean, that seems kind of crazy that you said 40 miles per they, hour. Well, I mean, that's they not, could go that like, fast is what I'm saying. I'm The not... secretariat couldn't. No, they can't. They can't yes, they can. Animals. They can
11: go. That's what the Googles told me. These rangers can run 30 no. to 40 miles an hour. Yes, they can. Okay. Have you ever okay. seen a reindeer run? That fast,
0: I've seen reindeer. They fly not, in the sky
11: at Christmas, uh, so you, they can run that fast. A
0: little quick, but <laughs> you have brought us ostrich racing and now right. reindeer racing. Yep. Now these are not the actual Santa's reindeer. These are yeah.
11: these are just a reindeer
0: community. And where is this in Finland? Inari. Is this in Helsinki?
11: Inari, I N A R I. It's a thing.
0: Oh, uh, Aaron, look at that and see how <laughs> you would pronounce it. Look, I don't. And Aaron, pass it over, to Aaron, to look. Yeah, I'm, I
11: in He's looking at my notes. Okay. But yeah, mm. they do it. I saw Anuri. pictures. I saw videos. They even okay. have their own website. So I mean, it's a thing. It be I think it'd be kind of cool to go watch personally.
0: Yeah, I, Aaron says I pronounced I, it right. I'm I'm really surprised that. Uh, you haven't like let us know who's the entertainment for this. Like who's singing over there?
11: It's Nelly
12: Finland. It's Nelly.
0: Nelly. <laughs> well, but it's in Finland. It would not be getting hot. No, in here. it's gonna
11: be vanilla ice. So he can sing ice, ice, baby. <laughs> Anyways. I like
0: how Stephanie just dies. Laughs at my at own, own jokes. jokes. Well, like, you have to I be. Just, I mean, out of you have the to be your own biggest circuit, supporter, Matt. I don't think that. Hey, I'm my biggest fan. Well. <laughs> just dying laughing at your own joke. Well,
11: you I wish you were in here right now with us if you could just see yeah. Aaron's face because it's priceless. So yeah. I am I cannot make eye contact with him right now. I'm not going to hold it together. <laughs> All right. You and I'm glad <laughs> that you
0: and Aaron are exchanging glances, but I uh I I I like a good reindeer story. I'm not opposed to it. What was your favorite reindeer?
11: Rudolph, because he has who's everybody's favorite no. ranger is Rudolph. Yes, because he has the nose that lights up. No, How are you going to get your Christmas presents with a without rain, without Rudolph?
1: What do you think, think they could have done without Rudolph? <gasps> oh, that's the type of guy that thinks that Johnny Lawrence was the good guy in the original
11: Karate Kid.
1: Uh,
11: Matt, right. <laughs> <laughs> I- no. no. Who was your favorite reindeer? It's Rudolph. Donner. No.
1: Donner. Donner.
11: What did he do? Nothing.
0: Just a better I just, uh,
11: just because it sounds more masculine. He didn't get
1: the pub, but he delivered when it when it, it came did. Christmas time. He did. I think he had higher
0: character.
11: Oh yeah.
1: Better stats than
0: Rudolph. <laughs> better oh. measurables. Better probably measurables. just had
11: a bigger he had a bigger reign, that's all. Rudolph's
0: Rudolph, sort of a
1: Rudolph is all intangibles.
0: Rudolph was a glory hound too. <laughs> When I mean, just
11: constantly
0: He an always had to be in seeker. the
11: limelight.
0: Oh, he would have always been posted on Facebook. Oh, I got another vaccination. I was about to say always, he
1: would have been on the McAfee show he, every week.
0: He probably would have. He probably would have. About, golly, there are still, like, still people on Facebook that have their picture of like their vaccination card. It's like these are that's fine, but we don't have to this does not have to be a badge of honor. Golly <laughs>
11: Oh All right, my we've gosh. got a major Anyways. guest. We've got <laughs> yeah. a
0: major guest. I've come, but that was nice. That was a Thank good, you. that's a good, strong effort by you. <laughs> Reindeer racing—it's
11: a thing. On look it up,
0: Stephanie's sports corner. Yep, look it up, and Stephanie. We will, we're will. we going to miss you on this show when you decide. Am I leaving?
11: When you decide
0: soon. No, you're always leaving. You're always, you you're teams always trying to teams You
11: never know around here what show I'm getting I promise. No, on.
0: I know you and Ward are trying to get back together, but it's okay. It's the band's okay. back
11: together. That's the Ryan
1: Fitzpatrick of yeah. and then in Broadcasting. <laughs>
11: That's true. I've been a, on five no. teams now.
0: She's a journeyman. We yeah. call you a journeyman or a journeywoman. I
11: might be on Fox by myself soon. <laughs> no, she's I like
1: Dion get, was yeah. back in the day. She just, no. the
11: best Whatever. offer,
12: she's going to take it. Oh, Whatever. She, That's so
0: wrong. Job hop, big time show hopper.
11: My agent. All right. Call All my agents. Yeah.
0: All right. Thank All right. you, Stephanie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we got Zach, the beat writer for the Waco Trib covers baylor football baylor women's basketball zach smith returns
2: uh to the matt mosley show next nikki Collin and the bears on espn central texas
3: the Baylor women Offer for finals back in action Thursday, December 14th, hosting Delaware State for the future Bears game in the Farrell Center at 11 a.m.
2: Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas.
7: The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
3: Okay everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at D'Amori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have earthmine diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material, so you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by D'Amori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. D'Amori Fine Jewelers at D'AmoriFineJewelers.com.
7: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. And uh, Zach Smith joining us now from the Waco Trib. And, uh, Zach, good to see you the other day. Always good to share. Um, oh, we had some Torchies Tacos out there. We met the new Baylor Offensive Coordinator. And um, this is going to be an interesting... Uh, Zach, I would say a very interesting first year on the beat for you. You saw a team that two years removed uh, from uh, having its maybe its best season ever go in the tank one in seven at home i bet you thought you were going to be covering a coaching change that did not happen um and by the way welcome back to the show sir
13: yeah happy happy to be here yeah you're you're right it has been uh it's been quite the year one as my i know my predecessor john werner uh has said a few times you know he's like man i i feel bad i thought that they were going to be better this year but
12: <laughs> Listen,
13: I you know being a beat writer is there are worse things to do right? Like you said, torchies tacos. At least I get free torchies.
0: Yeah. Now, what was your first impressions of Jake Spavital? I mean, I I like the air raid. Always have. It's fun. Uh, in some sense, it takes Baylor back to what they remember. And how exciting those days were. They look at that. I think people are kind of conflicted on how to look at that era. But I think it's safe to say. I mean, everybody was um, from uh, putting up huge points and being great at football. That was a lot of fun. Um, This is going to be interesting to see where Spavital kind of falls in this whole air raid. Dana Holgerson is kind of his guy. They come from the leech tree. But what were your... Initial thoughts. I thought that was interesting. Him saying he they didn't need to go do much in the portal. And as I tweeted, I wondered if he was just sandbagging a little bit because I I think when you see a really bad season, everybody's like, "Well, come on, you got to go get a bunch, you know, several new players." But he did not seem to indicate that. Uh, I do think they're going to have to go find a quarterback. What were your initial impressions? of uh, Jake Spavato.
13: Yeah, I think that uh Jake Spavato is kind of the exact kind of person that that Baylor football needs at the moment. Um, you know, he he I mean, he has a lot of energy. He obviously has that head coaching experience that I know was kind of on the, you know, on they were looking for in a, in an offensive coordinator and I think that he's going to bring that energy, up tempo like you were saying that air raid offense that you know, can really take Baylor. Hopefully, take them to the next level. You know, and I think that what he says, he doesn't really need to go into the portal. You know, I I think that we should take that with a grain of salt because you know, like you mentioned, they're they're very look they're looking for a quarterback. I think that's pretty obvious. It seems like there's a few quarterbacks that are floating out there. The guy from North Texas, I think I saw one from Central Michigan, from Boise State that at least have made contact and. um you know, but at the same time, I also think we have to uh, kind of listen to him and kind of trust him a little bit because, in my opinion, Sawyer Robertson is a pretty good quarterback for I think what he wants to do. He wants to throw it long and air it out, and I think Sawyer Robertson can do that. So, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of playing both sides when he says something like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I think he's a, he's the perfect. Perfect guy for what Baylor needs at this moment in time. So, you know, I love the hire. I think it's going to work out great.
0: Yeah, I, but, you know, can you imagine though, leaving Cal when you've kind of gotten things going in the right direction? <clears throat> you've, in a sense, helped turn that thing around and you go to a place where you're joining a coach on one of the biggest hot seats, definitely in the Big 12, one of the biggest hot seats in the country. So they either had to make the money extremely attractive, or he was just dying to get back to Texas, because this was not uh, a move you make, like, there are way more secure jobs. And I know they thought they had several people that were interested in this, but this is not, I mean, this is not an easy job to come take right now, given the parameters and given uh, all the uh, all that's all that's transpired over the last uh, several months
13: you know I, I agree I, I agree but I mean I would argue that Cal is probably just as difficult. I mean they're going to the ACC right next year, which is really weird but um, you, know, you know but like you come to Baylor and you kind of have free reign to do pretty much whatever you want because if Dave Aranda is focusing on the defensive side of the football, you know, maybe he wanted that freedom and to really put his fingerprints over an offensive system. And, you know, if he, if he succeeds here, even, uh, you know, baby steps, you know, I, I, his name's definitely in the next, you know, uh, coaching carousel for, to become a head coach at, you know, name a school. Right. So uh, he was already a head coach once. And, you know, I, I think that, Coming to Baylor sets him up well for the future, right? It Mm -hmm. might be questionable in the moment, but I think if you look in the big picture for Jake Spavital, I think this is probably a good move for him in the long run.
0: Isn't it interesting all the players that are staying, and he he talked about not that much attrition, and they're all putting the same hashtag. Boy, it really does feel like an orchestrated thing that you're seeing With the NIL, I I feel like Baylor is Zach is a lot more focused in that area. And and while it seems kind of interesting to see everybody tweeting the same thing, that's better than everybody transferring out. You know, I mean, now, again, the people that were coming back were part of a really bad team. So I think it's it's like it's almost like good news, bad news, except for. The young players are what Dave Aranda had to deliver, right? The freshmen, the sophomores. You can't you can't say, well, if you keep me, I can keep this class together. I can keep all these freshmen. You can't use that and then have Caden Jenkins and all these guys go. So I would say so far, so good for Dave Aranda because, yes, you lost your starting quarterback, and I'm, I'm a big Dabney guy. But for the most part, you've kept everything together on defense. I would say that that has to rank as a very positive thing so
13: far. Yeah, no doubt. I'm frankly surprised at the amount of uh, recommitments to Baylor because like you said, I mean, it felt like the sky was falling after this year and it felt like everybody was just there was just going to be a major exodus, but there hasn't been and uh, I, I credit Baylor and you know NIL the the initiative there to to really recommit to that but I I, you know I think that players like Caden Jenkins like you mentioned Richard Reese is coming back Keytron Jackson you're right that it was a bad team last year and there was plenty of downfalls and pitfalls but as long as you can keep some of those cornerstones and and build around players like Jenkins and Jackson and and Richard Reese, and even if you want to throw Sawyer Robertson in there. I think the the bones are there for a, a really good team. It's just kind of filling in the cracks with players that help elevate them to that next level. And, you know, I, like I said, I, I think, I think Spavadol's a guy to do it, and I think Dave can do it. I think all the pieces are there. It's just about, you know, not to sound like Coach Aranda, but it's just about executing, and okay, making that those, those good practices translate to Saturdays.
0: Now, if you want to sound like him, you could uh, you could say after I ask you a question, just say say you appreciate the question. <laughs> although he's not doing that, I had him on the other day, yeah, and the yeah. I know it was uh, interesting. I felt like maybe he didn't appreciate our questions, but uh, wow. no, I think I think that feels like a conscious choice to stop doing that. And as I tweeted about, I don't know exactly what to make of it, except for. Just has kind of decided, hey, maybe we'll go a different direction here. I, I think he's going to be out there a little bit more. I think Dave does a good job talking. I don't think he loves doing it. I, I think they're going to get him out there. You know, I think you know they could have just put Spavitol out there, and he would have done fine having Dave there, kind of having to introduce him. It's going to be interesting to see how they divide up this coaching staff. I mean, O-line's a huge thing, running backs. Sean Bell going to tight ends because Spavitol is going to take over the quarterbacks. I mean, all of it's interesting. I mean, would you want to be the tight ends coach for a guy that used to not have any tight ends? They literally <laughs> used to run an offense with zero tight ends. Now, they've they've evolved, and they like running the football, and I do think they like throwing to... I've seen some tight ends from Tech over the years out of that air raid, go to the NFL. But it's a, it's going to be interesting how they put this staff together. But Dave, he's not different. It's just, I, I just think, boy, it's going to be, it'll be fascinating to watch because he has to turn it. He can't have another. I mean, you almost have to go to a bowl. You either have right. to show great momentum or like I can have some close losses and be competitive the whole season, or you have to win six games. And that sounds crazy to see, you know, like right after the season to say, but – I don't think anybody in the, the country's on a bigger hot seat than Dave. So hopefully having Spavitol will take even more off his plate as he tries to call plays. But it's, uh, I mean, he's been given a gift. Like most coaches and most ADs would have fired him after this last season. I mean, I can't think, of, you can't do what he did at Michigan State, you know, where you came from. You can't, you can't do it. You can't get away with it almost anywhere. Like even the Big Twelve. Like where else could, where else could you do what Baylor just did? And you might be able to get away with it at Cincinnati because it's their first year in the conference. And maybe I don't know. They might stick with you if you had one bad year at BYU. That's about it.
13: Uh, yeah, you, you're exactly. I mean. Houston got rid of Dana, and they finished with a better record than Baylor.
0: So and beat, and beat Baylor. Baylor.
13: So yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's uh, yeah, it, it it does. You're absolutely right. It does feel like this is kind of a make or break it year, uh, make mm-hmm. or break year for Dave and 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 kind of Baylor as a whole. But you know, I I, I mean, I, I I know I'm I'm the eternal optimist at the Trib, and I know I'm talking to Bryce Cherry and everything, I'm always the one that's mm-hmm. sunshine and rainbows and stuff. And I, I think that there is. You know, I think this team next year going to a bowl game is, uh, they should do better than that. They're, they're, they're a better team than a bowl game, at least in my eyes. So, you know, I think it's very achievable.
0: Yeah. Okay. I need to have you on more often. You do kind of, you have a little more optimism, <laughs> and, uh, and especially from our noon to two show. I mean, I would say there would be parades thrown next year if they go six and six. Uh, it'll be, and it, it's, it's all about perspective. Right, like the year before, they go yeah. six and six, and because of the way the year finished, it felt awful, and they finished six and seven. I think it would feel a lot different, especially if they were trending in the right direction. Now, tell me about these Baylor women, Zach Smith from the Waco Trib, here on the Matt Mosley show. You've been you you're on that beat, you're following Nikki, you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. Um, she's trying to get it. She's got so many players, it's hard to get everybody minutes. Oregon has great coach, great history, and they came in and got beat by 20 the other night. And we're, kind of, right, we're out of that game almost immediately. Well, it was 21-12, to 12, I think, after the first quarter. Right. What, are you, what are you seeing from the team, and, and like, how much do you see this as, I mean, how many, I, at some point she can't play 10 or 11, you know, 9 or 10. She's going to probably shorten her rotation a little bit, but it's hard to. Like who do you take minutes away with? I think I think Felder's great. Like I would, I wish Felder would get more minutes. But who who's who is that going to come at the expense of? Jada, um, Sarah. I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you make of the of the depth of this team? Because right now, this is looking like a team that might be able to compete for a conference title.
13: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that they are really good. I think that. You know, uh, I'm an AP voter, and I have both them and Texas in the top ten, and I've had them both in the top ten consistently uh, all year. Uh, And I think that what the Oregon game showed is that they can do it just a multitude of ways. I think, you know, through the first six games of the year, uh, leading up to the Oregon game, they had six different leading scores. Uh, And then the Oregon game was the second, uh, the, the game where they had, Uh, Little Page Bugs had led them in scoring for the second straight game. That was the first repeat score. But in terms of your depth question, I think, again, what we saw in the Oregon game is a much more, uh, you know, like a rotation that looks more like a Big 12 or a late season rotation. And Yaya was kind of the first player off the bench along with uh, Bella Fontelroy. And so I I, I think that the Oregon game was a, a win that they used their defense Uh, and they they were just a much better team defensively against Oregon. That smaller rotation was able to kind of latch on to Oregon and get past their size and out-rebound their size. And, you know, it it, it was just a complete win. And, and again, like I said, it showed that they could do it in a multitude of ways. And, you know, I, I really like this team. I think that they are really good, and they have all the pieces and all of the makeup to make a deep run into March.
0: Who's the, uh, who's the biggest personality? We know Sarah because she's been with us for a long time. But of these other players on the team that you're, you hear from after games and maybe you've even gotten to do some feature stories or visit with some different people, who, is, uh, who might surprise us? Who's, like a, who's, who's kind of a big personality uh, maybe uh, of some of these different uh, transfers? Uh, and most people are, are fairly new to the program.
13: I mean, I would, I would say Dre Edwards is probably up there. I know she's, she didn't play last year. She was in Waco, but didn't play last year. Uh, But she's definitely a very outspoken and and loving. And I know she's really into poetry. She did that whole thing before the season, wrote a long poem with everybody's name about how they're ready for the season. It was kind of cool. And, you know, um, and she's she's really good too. That helps too. She's uh, you know uh, from Utah to Kentucky. She played with Jada Walker at Kentucky. So when they're up there on the podium, you're talking to Dre and Jada together. Uh, it's a un, it's a unique dynamic because they've been playing a lot together longer mm-hmm. than some of the other players on the team. So uh, yeah, I would I would say Dre and she's just a really interesting person and uh, like I said, really good at basketball. So that helps too.
0: All right, and uh, did you were you upset about the Florida State? Where did you fall in all of that? I know the team you'll be rooting against, and that'll be <laughs> Michigan uh, at uh, at number one. But Texas getting in, Florida State thirteen and zero. I mean, SMU is going in there, and they're basically they learned a the lesson. You can you can win every one of your games, which I don't think they'll do. But and you right. can't. You don't get to go. You don't get to go. I mean, it's a pretty amazing thing and i know the 12 team playoff will change this but i mean it is interesting in the last year ever they finally had everything kind of blow up in their face were you were you just feel bad for fsu or did you get kind of were you or were you pretty upset and think that they really did
13: them wrong no i i mean i i think that the committee got it right they did their job and they did the, they did the right thing i think that uh You know, I I feel bad for FSU. That's I mean, what more do you want from them? They won every single game. But like, if one of their best losses is LSU, I mean, Alabama. That's their like third best win. Uh, So you know, I you know, it it it, it was an impossible decision, and I think that the committee looked at it and said, all right, which games are going to be better? You know what what do the fans want? What do we want? What's going to be more entertaining and that's what they went for, and I think that they got it right. So, you know, yes, it stinks for FSU, and Jordan Travis's tweet afterwards was devastating. But um, I think they got it right.
0: Maybe they got it wrong, but they got it right for the viewers, in a sense. Right. I mean, you right. could you could make all kinds of arguments. Okay, Zach. Hey, we'll uh, we'll see you soon, and uh, you need to go to Detroit, man. You need to be there for that Michigan State and the Bears, December sixteenth. That sounds like a trip, uh, a little pre-Christmas <laughs> trip. You need to get on Waco trip needs to send you there. Tell Bryce, tell Bryce, I said that, and I uh, appreciate you coming on.
13: No problem. Thank you so much,
0: Zach Smith. There he goes from the Waco trip. All right, we'll do some. Uh, we'll get you caught up on some breaking news. And uh, react to last night. We saw some weirdness on Monday Night Football. Uh, We need to react to that, and then uh, we'll get you ready for Campus Confidential. It's all coming up next.
2: Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
3: It's Baylor in Seton Hall Tuesday evening in the Farrell Center. 7:30 for the countdown to tip-off, 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday.
2: Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas.
11: 1424 Bistro, located in downtown Waco, has been serving Central Texas for over 20 years. 1424 Bistro, the restaurant that helped create the fine dining experience Waco is best known for. 1424 Bistro provides a unique and fine dining experience so many Wacoans have known and loved for many, many years. 1424 Bistro is dedicated to providing exquisite dishes that are fresh, hearty, and simply unforgettable. Waco's home for good food, wine, and conversation. From fresh seafood, steaks, lamb to chicken piccata and of course let's not forget about some of their incredible appetizers like flaming cheese and calamari and finish off with their white chocolate bread pudding or creme brulee. Come enjoy dinner at 1424 Bistro in downtown Waco on 1424 Washington Avenue. Come enjoy tonight. My house
4: husband- says
7: Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntaxSportsFan.com.
0: Hey Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern, Mediterranean inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. They have the local beer and organic wine, cocktails open to the public seven days a week, five to ten PM, And then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 North Robinson drive just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It is the element Waco hotel and ask about our discounted
4: rates for November and December. Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like both of us, the foundation doctors thinking about home
5: and family.
6: Hey Dad.
5: Hi Jay, what you working on?
6: I'm building a gingerbread house.
5: That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that?
6: I guess my house needs the foundation doctor.
5: <laughs> You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at ineedthedoctor.com. From all of us at The Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed new year.
4: The Foundation Doctors, just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa, we make house calls. <laughs>
7: Back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
0: All right, Aaron. It is a Mosley, the Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And, uh, and Aaron, I, have we seen Drake post anything? He's he's he, Drake toll show with Cam Stewart. He's uh, about about an hour ago. He said big news coming. Big news coming with a meme of uh, or a. Uh, or a gif of uh, of uh, Guy Fieri. So I don't know what that's about. Let's, let's keep our eye on that. I just saw somebody posted something. That was Michael Haig from, the, from uh, the Lariat. Michael also does some work for the Waco Trib. And he said, here's the latest Aaron from Shapen's Instagram story from about an hour ago. All right. Um. And it's a picture of he and Dabney and who is that? Was that Lance? I can't remember whoever 97 is back there behind him and somebody else. I can't, I can't, it's a black and white photo, so I'm having a little issue with it. And plus, I, I have bad eyes. But he's walking out with his Baylor teammates out of the tunnel. And he's kind of got his helmet on, he's got his hands over his helmet. So, anyway, Aaron, if you want to try to interpret like Instagram photos, please. Please have at it. That'll be interesting. Also, for you Aggies out there, this is kind of a nice thing. Uh, in fact, Travis Brown may be on with us tomorrow from the Eagle, covers those Ags. a um, and interim head coach Elijah Robinson said he will not try to uh, and recruit any Aggie players to come to Syracuse with him. He's going there as the defensive coordinator. Got a promotion. Could have stayed with the Ags, but this—it was too much to pass up. And a pretty cool thing by him. He reached out to the entire D line and their parents, and encouraged all of them to get to know Coach Sean Spencer, who I guess is the new D line coach there, under Elko. And he said, build a relationship with him. Now that's that's pretty cool when you're going one place and yet you love the place you're leaving so much. And uh, he's not the only one to do that, but that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, Aaron, I just popped into my timeline, too. It was about yesterday, but it was something I meant to kind of mention. We'll get ready for Campus Confidential. But it kind of works into some of our college talk. Houston football salary pool. All right, this is for Willie Fritz. And Willie's getting paid. Man, that contract looked good. Whatever it was like four point eight billion a year or something. I mean that's that's eating good in the neighborhood, as we say. What is that for, Aaron? Eating well and I mean it should be eating eating well, but uh Apple what Bees is I that believe. is that Applebee's Eating Good in the Neighborhood. That's Applebee's. Applebee's, Applebee's are- is doing something I like. They got something they had something they were advertising recently that kind of you know, I hadn't been there in a while. Dollaritas so call it let's call it a dollaritas. <laughs> Yeah, I used to see in my morning news, they were always open the top of the sports page, always said, the $1 Rita, the dollar Rita. I'm like, is that healthy? Is that good for people around the holidays to offer them $1 margaritas? Is that, is that helping anything in society? I don't think so, but that's okay. They can do whatever they want to do. But their food items had my attention here recently. Eating good in the neighborhood. I mean, it really should be eating well. But it doesn't say it that way. All right. Um, the, the but what I was like oh here it is Aaron Houston's the Cougars their football salary pool six point seven five million for ten assistant coaches support staff and strength coaches. Now I, I I'm kind of wondering like what that would be compared to Baylor. Now unfortunately we don't know with Baylor, but the I would have to say Baylor's is the one thing that you'll never be able to say about Mac Rhodes is that he cheap's out like on coaches. I mean even some coaches that have left that maybe don't care from for him will always say, "Oh yeah, he'll pay." And Baylor I so I was kind of thinking in my mind, what is Baylor's assistant coach pool? If you include their support staff and strength coaches and all that, if Houston's is six point seven five, I would bet Baylor's is at eight to nine million. Eight to nine million dollars. Uh, again, we know what Houston's is because it's a state school. A and M with Elko has about—I think I saw this recently—for his assistant coaches, it's about eleven million. What I don't know if it, if that includes all their analysts and things like that now aaron what do you think like georgia's is what do you think that georgia um what's great is every <laughs> year they put out the recruiting budget the recruiting budget for each school and it's like you cannot imagine how much georgia blows everybody out by like they just they just devote so much to it. And oh by the way, they win the national title most years. Or they win an unbelievable amount of games in a row. All right, so maybe they're on to something. Aaron, the Bulldog, the they were left out of the of the you know, and they I gotta say the Georgia people, after losing and in the past, you could be number one and lose and still go in the CFP. We've seen it happen. I thought they handled themselves Aaron, maybe I'm just so focused on the Florida State uh, anger, and I get it. I sympathize and empathize with Florida State. But don't you kind of feel like the the Georgia people have kind of – Nicole Sheeran and her bunch have handled this thing relatively well? Shock- I haven't heard a lot of, uh, you know, people upset from Georgia.
1: Yeah, shockingly well. I, mm-hmm. I think you're right, probably – some of it was drowned out by all the Florida State national team, rightfully so. But, yeah, I would have uh, – if I was Georgia, I'd still be pretty mad too, being two-time defending national champion. You've lost one game in three years, and you don't make the playoffs. they got a pretty good argument, too.
0: All right, and, Aaron, we want to – all our local people, um, I, I, you know, we had Tom on the other day, Mart, boy, he and Coach Tusser are doing a great job. They've been over on our Fox uh, affiliate um doing a great job over there uh mart and chilton boy that that i've got that they've got my attention oglesby very much has my attention in fact we may be getting involved we may be in getting into business with oglesby you know keep an eye on that but uh we got some great we got i mean the thing is when you have like people like ward and simcox and drake and cam and Tom and Coach Tusa, when you have broadcasting talent, you need to find games for that broadcasting talent. And we've done a good job. Even though we were devastated to lose Lorena, uh, we've been very, very excited about, uh, about all this. Aaron, I did want to mention, tonight uh, looks like the Trojans' boys' basketball And it's a little early for me to get too focused on boys basketball, although I love it. Don't get me wrong. But we've got a nice matchup. We've got number 23-ranked Trojans take on Midway in a crosstown rivalry game. Game time set for seven uh, tonight. And uh, I just saw that University Basketball put that out. I would think, Aaron, they're probably hosting that if they're putting that out on social media. But that's a team I like. I'm just looking at their roster right now. And, uh, again, if you're – it seems like all, like, the national talent now, no matter where you come from, ends up at these basketball academies. But there's still some incredible basketball. Colleen, Midway, Belton, you know, all our locals, Waco ISD. I mean, just – I I love it. I, I like all the basketball. So I wanted to mention that uh that uh the trojans and midway are getting uh getting involved this evening in a basketball battle uh and uh man i just there's just so much oh and aaron i've also been studying the cowboys playoff scenarios like how the cowboys clinch a playoff spot and then of course i mean we'll have to follow the eagles thing but boy a a uh, a Dallas clinches a playoff berth with a win Sunday plus a Vikings loss or a Green Bay loss or a tie. I'm not even getting into all that. But it's just kind of interesting <laughs> that we're already at the point of the season where the Cowboys can get close to clinching a playoff spot. That's crazy because it still feels like we have so much to go in the season. But we're coming up on week 14. Uh, the, they get it on with the Eagles Sunday night. And then, Aaron, only one more home game the rest of the way. Who is that against? That would be the Detroit Lions come to town. I mean, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a lot of fun. And the way the Eagles looked the other day, and we didn't even have time for it yesterday. Maybe we'll do some in the 5 o'clock hour at some point. But what about what about Shaq Leonard, Aaron? I mean, signs with the Eagles, and 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 Jerry just said it wasn't about money. It was about, you know, he wanted to go to the place that gave him the best chance to win. Hmm. I mean, I, I it's kind of sad to hear old Jerry ad, admit that. You almost think he would kind of spin this somehow. But Shaq Leonard ends up choosing the Eagles over the Cowboys. Now, that could be... Not just about winning, it could be about he saw more playing time. What he hated about is that he'd been relegated by the Colts to kind of a nothing, maybe a third down player, almost a nothing player, even though he was still a great, you know, great name and a great resume at age 28. Maybe the Eagles are so bad at linebacker right now and so banged up that he can get more play in time. Aaron, which do you think it is? Do you think it's because of the Eagles' linebacker situation, or do you think he truly just legitimately thinks, I got a way better shot at winning a Super Bowl with the Eagles?
1: I would think it has to be the Super Bowl thing. They're, <clears throat> Dallas is really thin at linebacker, especially since mm. Leighton Vander yeah. went out for the year. So.
0: Although I like our man Damone. And Marquise, while he gets – he did take a bad – I'm trying to think. He had a one really bad play that I remember. Had I think a it was the – Missed tackle. Yeah. He
1: took a really bad angle, I think, on the Met, uh, Met, first Metcalf TD.
0: Well, maybe, but I think that was Donovan back there that took that one. But I know what you're talking about. Like, uh, and, they, and they picked on um, – gosh, they picked on Bland like crazy in that game. And that's another thing that's being asked, um, like – Dan Quinn was asked yesterday, do you think teams are going to pick on Duran? And he and he gave kind of an interesting, hey, do that at your own risk <laughs> kind of deal. I like that. I like that. All right, Aaron, um, let's do some campus confidential. Let's do it next.
2: Nikki, Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women offer
3: finals back in action Thursday, December 14th, hosting Delaware State for the future Bears game in the Farrell Center at 11 a.m.
2: Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all
14: season long on ESPN Central Texas.
7: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain.
0: It's time to meet the Coriol Health MVPs of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriol Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team specializes in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriol Health Orthopedics today. 254 483 That's 254-483-K-N-E-E.
10: If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel & Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel & Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman Nuts and Bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Still in Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco.
12: recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This
7: non-surgical approach is definitely the future.
12: I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics,
3: the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC
6: Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100.
10: Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in
7: McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley,
0: your friendly local radio host. Aaron, keep an eye over there on Drake. I mean, Drake's teasing us with some big announcement. You'd never know with this guy. may have a new podcast. He may have breaking news for us. Um, that's uh, the Big 12 Conference, Aaron. And, and thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. I mean, it's a very popular segment. People enjoy it. They're always coming up to us. And so I uh, love that uh, Jim Turner's right in the middle of it. OK, and uh, get out there and see him in McGregor and go see Derek, go see Clay, all my guys out there in McGregor. Now, the Aaron, I, I just this popped across my desk a second ago. Um, it's like so they just put this list. Big 12 put a list and it said six of 14. OK, six of 14 teams, Baylor, U of H, BYU. Uh, Cincinnati, OU, and TCU. And, Aaron, that makes up, that's six of the 14 undefeated teams in the country. That makes up 43% of the nation's undefeated teams. Just kind of a neat little nugget. And uh, Brett Yormark comes in Aaron he, he tells the social media staff he says hey put that up I like this I like this he's a he's very hands-on he's a big he's a big guy he's a big social actually he never tweets but he does love it he likes being on top of all that so good for the big 12 Aaron what is uh, on your mind today as we begin something we like to call campus confidential.
1: NCAA President Charlie Baker proposed rule changes today that would allow Division I schools for the first time to pay their athletes in ways that aren't tied to educational resources. Baker shared the proposed changes in a letter sent to member schools. Division I schools choose to adopt the rules. They would be allowed to enter into NIL-likeness, NIL deals directly with their athletes. The new rules would also create a new subdivision of Division I schools that would be allowed to create its own set of rules for recruiting, transfers, roster size, and a wide range of other policies. To be part of that subdivision, each school would have to put millions of dollars a year each into a trust fund for athletes.
0: Now, what is the? I I, I saw this, and I keep I kept meaning to really dig in on it. What's What's the big upside? Like, what Why would um, it, Why would schools want to? to jump into this?
1: It's basically a way for the upper tier schools as far as athletic budgets to separate themselves even more from schools who aren't close to their enormous athletic budgets.
0: But would the subdivision that it creates, was that, I mean like,
1: that would be all the we're rich talking
0: schools. about the mid, we're talking about some of the mid-major kind of deal, okay, well, so this, in a sense, this is just going to create even more. I see sometimes they do these things under the guise of like helping the little guy. Oh, but no. the little guy is almost never protected or helped. And I and I kind of saw this and I thought, well, who who's being helped here? And all this does is just sort of separate what's already being separated. Okay. The trust fund. Um yeah, I'll dig more into this, but it, you know, I don't I don't think like liberty or whoever uh or Tulane is gonna wake up tomorrow or or today and read this Aaron and go, finally, somebody looking out for the little guy. Like that's not that's not their reaction to this, right?
1: Uh no. <laughs> this is basically mm-hmm. him saying, Hey, if you'll keep the NCAA around, we'll let you mm-hmm. create an elite tier for your foo- for your <laughs> football <laughs> programs. <laughs> <laughs> and we can keep our basketball money, and you can do uh, whatever you want with I, the college football playoffs.
0: I don't know. It's I it's don't, ridiculous. it's. I mean,
1: this is how can you be the, the head of an thing. organization that's supposed to represent every school? I know. And propose this that only benefits the very richest school. I know. It's absurd. The
0: only thing I'll I'll give Charlie is like we're begging for change, and for things to change, and maybe. Um. maybe this thing will end up being, like, preposterous enough. You know, like, sometimes, again, I always look to go, who's gaining the most from this, and is there anything that I kind of like about it? I, I'll dig into it, because I don't, I have not read enough about it to just crush it. But if Charlie's involved, who's, I mean, it's kind of like, Florida State getting left out, and then Florida State having to hear people say, well, they, I mean, are you reading these things, Aaron? I saw another one on CBS today that the committee members are like, like some of the stuff they are saying are not even on any of the criteria. No, You know, we're told what exactly they were supposed to be looking at in that room, and then you now have anonymous sources from that room telling major sites like what they actually what it came down to and And it's it's not even what they were supposed to be considering
1: no one of them was yards per play during the florida state louisville game which is insane to even keep track of i mean it's just yeah every part of it just makes me so angry
0: Uh uh-huh well but again what are they trying to guard against they are trying to guard against a stomping that looked, that took place in the national title game. TCU put up such a poor performance that they made all the committee members in the CFP. It sort of embarrassed everybody. And they said, we cannot let something like this happen again. So they they're sticking it to a blue blood. It's amazing. We're used to them sticking it to Baylor and TCU. They've done it before, hmm. but they stuck it to a blue blood here. I mean, they took a Florida State, the University of Bobby Bowden, and they said, "Hey, man, congrats on going thirteen and zero, but you don't have your quarterback anymore." And I know you did everything you were supposed to do, and you won every game, but you made the, you 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 had the cardinal sin. Of losing your best player. Hmm. I mean, that's it. That's it. I mean, that's really what it came down to. You can look at all the metrics in the world. What what hurt? Uh, I mean, if Jordan Travis were still playing and playing well, they're in. And poor old Bama's out. But, boy, this opened the door to make sure the SEC was not shut out of the of the Final Four. Because that... That would have been the biggest thing ever. Like a backlash like no one, you, I mean Georgia's just kind of like, well, we lost and we get it. I mean, hate it, but we get it. Bama being left out after beating Georgia in the SEC title game. I, I can't even I can't even imagine <laughs> there would no longer be an NCAA. There would no longer be a college football playoff committee. Now, I don't know how they're going to get – Aaron, do we know, is the committee going to help do the seating still? Or do you think they'll go to just the the AP or something?
1: I'm not sure. I bet they'll
0: come up with a new methodology.
1: I hope so. One that doesn't involve anyone who's in the room Sunday.
0: Who's the new CFP? Executive director. Because Hancock's – Hancock's retiring. I like him, by the way. I know we, we beat all these people up, but you talk about a good man. Bill Hancock's a great man who's been through a lot. Uh, but, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know who will be the new head of the CFP. Aaron, do we have anybody, any recommendations? Everybody from Baylor that we would like to send them? Um, I mean, should,
12: one name better- <laughs> in particular they may be running the
1: whole. The whole show around here that I think would be great for that position.
0: Yeah, I know. But the problem is that is a full-time gig. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we would lose her. I think she's probably
1: super, super busy as it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, That's and uh, uh, President Livingstone has signed a long-term deal, so we do not want her to go anywhere. But she was probably very capable of doing, running the whole, being the head of the NCAA. But nobody would ever want that. I mean, all the money in the world is not quite worth that headache. Although Charlie Baker has taken, is that his name? Charlie Baker? All right, uh, Aaron, uh, continue on. we got a little more time. What else do you have for us?
1: College basketball tonight. Six Big 12 teams in action on the men's side, including number six Baylor. They will host Seton Hall. Starts with a pregame at 7.30. Tip-off just after 8 o'clock right here. On ESPN Central Texas, one of three games in the Big 12 Big East battle tonight. Number 19 Oklahoma hosts Providence. That's six o'clock on ESPN. U and Kansas State will host Villanova. That's also a six o'clock tip on ESPN. Two. The Baylor game is besides uh, being right here on ESPN Central Texas will also be on ESPN. Two. Following Villanova, Kansas State. The other games. Number two, t- Kansas. We'll host Kansas City, BYU, host Evansville, and Oklahoma State on the road to take on Southern Illinois.
0: Why don't you just have everybody tonight? I mean, Scott was right. I mean, we'll hear from Scott here in a minute. But why don't you just have all the Big East, Big 12 challenge, like on the same night, put it on, almost trying to take over every network. I mean, you choose a night, like a Tuesday, where there's no NFL game, and then you're the only game in town. So you're on ESPN Plus, ESPNU, ESPN2, Big ESPN, um, Fox. Fox now in the future will be doing, and they've got the Big East package. You could put games on Fox. Uh, I mean, FS1, FS2. Like, I, 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 you got these Big 12 teams playing tonight, and they're just playing goofy teams. I mean, no offense. Yeah, the half the league is Southern Illinois, but what else did you say? I mean, Kansas versus Kansas are- City. Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, do you think Kansas City's like? I mean, I'm sure they. Now, what'll be funny is if UMKC, because they like to be called Kansas City now, goes and gives Kansas a hard time. Somebody did recently. Somebody had them on the ropes. Aaron, who was that recently? You remember that? It was like a six-point game. Somebody went in there. And, boy, Oral Roberts had somebody on the ropes the other night. And they just didn't quite knock him out. That was a tough game. And Kansas State almost lost the other night to um, ooh somebody somebody that kind of, like, not good.
1: Yeah, I, I can't know. remember who it was either. Uh, but yeah. they had to go to overtime to beat him Let's see. Who did? It wasn't, it wasn't Oral Roberts. Kansas wasn't barely beat Eastern Illinois. That's it. Seventy-one yeah. sixty-three in Kansas State game.
0: Who's the most famous graduate, Aaron, of Eastern Illinois? The most famous graduate of Eastern Illinois.
1: Man, I don't know anybody. From Eastern and it's
0: Illinois. a little bit of a – this is a tough one because there's a little bit of competition. Tony Romo came from there. Mike Shanahan came from there, and Sean Payton came from there.
1: Oh, okay. So Tony Romo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Other people might make other arguments, no. but yeah, Tony. Tony's certainly a, a huge name. All right, Aaron, would, good stuff. Real quick, you mentioned Kansas State.
1: Well, you, you mentioned yeah. Kansas State, that game. Yeah. Uh, they had to go to overtime to beat Northern Alabama 75 Ooh. 74. And yeah. Coach Chang was not happy. He said they didn't deserve to win that game.
0: Yeah, he also kind of called out the the student section and
1: yeah, they he was, could have been he better. Was not happy with anyone after that game.
0: And didn't like the Big East challenge. I mean, Which as positive
1: as he is, you know, got to give him the benefit of the doubt that they just didn't play well and there wasn't much support there.
0: My the girls in my family. Last night, Aaron, we're up making, like, they made some apple pies or something, and it made me think about one of the best apple pies I've ever had was Jerome made for me. Now, you might say that's a strange thing for a, a assistant coach to make a, a reporter an apple pie. But he had made an apple pie, and I was coming through town and on the way some, I can't remember, Salado's, wherever I was headed, and uh, he left it in his mailbox for me, a, uh, a nice piece of a uh, big, generous really piece cool. of apple pie.
12: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's Jerome for you. And he won't change. You know, other people change. It's hard to get a hold of them. Like, if I wanted Matt Rule on, I could get him on, but literally I'd have to get on like get on a schedule two weeks out. If we really needed Jerome in the 5 o'clock hour— and mccaslin's like this too if we just desperately had to have jerome he would jump on with us and i always appreciate people like that um all right aaron let and that boy that sounded bad didn't it i I really like matt and i still do i'm just saying these other guys are a little more accessible um let's do some scott drew scott drew the head basketball coach of the baylor bears has a game in less than three hours You will hear from him next. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned
15: business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call 254 749 1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own.
16: The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, December 16th and Sunday, December 17th at the Cadence Bank Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be a place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The variety at the show is extensive. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find lots of ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, December 16th from 9 until 5, December 17th from 10 to 4 at the Cadence Bank Event Center.
0: Hey, Central Texas, next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests a superb combination of luxury and comfort. Uh, the rooms are big and spotless, feature an upscale, modern look and feel. I should know I've stayed there. It is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. They have suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming big game. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh, modern Mediterranean, inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients they have the local beer and organic wine cocktails open to the public seven days a week 5 to 10 p.m and then that heated outdoor pool and hot tub located 2200 north robinson drive just off the famous waco traffic circle it is the element waco hotel and ask about our discounted rates for november and
7: december The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
11: Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota.
3: Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco Values
12: From
7: the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222 DC Waco, K265 DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
0: It is Matt Mosley and the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, joined by Scott Drew right now, and uh, Scott, hope all is. Uh, Well, for you, and uh, as you get ready for a big game against Seton Hall, doesn't that bring back memories when you think of Seton Hall? Like when we were kids, uh, Andrew Gaze comes to mind, P.J. Corlissimo. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a – I'm that's a legendary program <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i told somebody An- andrew gaze is not walking through that door but what was that huge game we remember was it Rumil robinson for michigan yeah. um yeah, was, making uh, those huge free game throws game or
8: something yeah, yeah. Was, uh, uh, Seton Hall, uh michigan and yeah. great great game um I I, I can tell you, though, uh, um, anytime you play a a school with tradition like Seton Hall has, you know they're going to be successful. And their coach, Shane Holloway, I mean, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching him play uh, um, back in the day for them. And and he's done a great job in uh, recruiting a veteran squad. And this will be with us. We start now uh, Big East, then we go uh, uh, Big Ten, then we go ACC. So three great tests for us and uh, if anyone doesn't have plans for tomorrow, we need the Baylor family in the Farrell Center, 8 p.m. Big 12 Big East challenge is four to three right now in favor of the Big 12, and we need to defend home court.
0: Now Jerome came out today and said he didn't like this challenge. Uh, I don't know if anybody's made you aware of this: uh, the Big East Big 12 challenge. Now I used to not like these things during the middle of the season. Uh, I kind of got turned around on it because it's kind of fun—the SEC Challenge and all that stuff that y'all would do. I kind of started to like it. Um, has it grown on you over the years? And, and where are you on the, the Big East, Big Twelve? Do you agree with Jerome, or do you kind of uh, do you kind of enjoy and embrace this thing?
8: Well, uh, we, we always tell our players, control what you can control. And since we're mm-hmm. playing the challenge, our job is to win and represent the Big 12 to the best of our ability. Um, at the same time, if you're asking challenges overall, um, I, I think every every situation is a unique uh, um, choice. Like a, a, uh, when the SEC and us tried to make it a special day with all the media attention, I think – Uh, The way we did that, you got bigger bang for your buck than you do now when people play on different days. I think it's easier to follow a challenge when um, everybody's playing over one day or two days and you keep up with it. When it gets spaced out, you lose the buzz, the excitement. And if you're going to do a challenge, you want to do a challenge where um, you get maximum exposure, that's for sure.
0: All right, I like that a little more diplomatic uh, than Jerome, but I, I do. That's a good. Uh, that's a good. Uh, uh, I like that explanation there. Now, what do you think of the of the, the CFP, uh, the football? You're a football fan. Your staff, you'll watch these things. I mean, you were kind of having peeking over there to see, you know, what was going on: Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Bama. Do you feel like? Um, Florida State, I mean, obviously, you got to feel bad for Florida State. But what did you think about what the uh, committee came up with?
8: Well, I I can tell you that uh, the great thing is that our sport, if you win, you're in. (laughs) So, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you win your conference championship, you get the automatic bid, uh, uh, you're good. I I feel for any team that goes undefeated and doesn't have a chance to continue their season for a national championship. So, um, but I... Uh, if if the if the true thing is who are the best four teams, uh, one thing I try to do is I try never give opinions unless I got all the numbers and analytics and facts. So I haven't researched it, studied it, uh, but I am happy. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, we got a Big Twelve team in there right now, and um, uh, you got to cheer for your conference at this particular time. And uh, I know you have four really good teams. I I do think out of the recent history. Um, this is exactly why they're expanding the, uh, the playoffs, because um, when, when teams have seasons like Florida State, they deserve to be in. And normally, one-loss teams um, uh, uh, that, that come from, like, Ohio State situation, Georgia's situation, they have a great chance to be in. So, I mean, this would have been a great year to have 12 teams, no doubt about it.
0: All right, Baylor, number six in the rankings. You'll keep moving up. Um, It's got to be, I mean, you're used to it. It's not that you haven't been up there many times in the past, but it is kind of funny how these market corrections take place. You all keep winning. You had the November like you had, and now they've got you. They've moved you up to uh, number six. Big 12 really looks good right now. It's like two, three, six. I mean, even Porter's hanging in there like 19 but there are five or six teams in there. What what does it mean to your players right now to be number six? Is it something you you y'all talk about, like with the players and you celebrate a little bit or do you not pay too much attention to it?
8: Uh, No attention to it from the standpoint. uh, We know that uh, you're only as good as your last game and we want, we're we're interested in the end of the year rankings and not Mm -hmm. uh, the middle of the year. Now, um, uh, when you are ranked number one, that is a little different. <laughs> so, uh, and, and we've done that four times since 2017. So uh, I think that's always, always the goal. Um, and uh, as long as you keep winning, you give yourself a chance for that. Uh, but the most important thing is building to win the last game and uh, giving yourself a, a chance to do that. And uh, if you look at future big 12 teams, throw Arizona in there. So, I mean, uh, you can see, uh, um, Number one ranked conference on the net and, uh, in Palm Analytics. And uh, once again, the Big 12 looks just like it always does, really tough. And uh, with us, um, I mean, each and every night you look and you see upsets on the ticker. And it doesn't matter what conference or who. And uh, credit our guys for showing up playing every night and thus far being successful.
0: Number one right now, Scott Drew in offensive efficiency. You, you were number one in the country last year. I mean, it, it's kind of uh, amazing to, to keep doing this. What's the, what's the biggest reason for that, would you say? you got three new uh, guards um, starting for you. I mean, it's kind of amazing to switch them out, but there, you're still up there at number one. What do you credit that to the most?
8: I think uh, uh, first and foremost, the players get a lot of the credit, uh, if not all of it, from the standpoint. They're the ones that uh, have to uh, make the buckets and make the passes, run the offense. Um, But uh, I I think our staff deserves a lot of credit, uh, assistant coaches and uh, the recruitment of student-athletes that want to be here, want to be great teammates, play the right way. And what I mean the right way is just share the ball and be unselfish. And uh, the last 12 years, um, 11 out of 12 years going into this season, we had top 25 offenses, six out of the last nine top 25 defenses. So it uh, doesn't matter who we have brought in. Um, uh, uh, the guys that have come have put the team first and they've, they've listened and worked hard to get better. And uh, the fan support they get uh, has allowed us to be successful. So hopefully that, that continues. But uh, uh, I mean, you look at it. One thing I didn't mention three out of the last four Novembers being undefeated. That's a great, uh, uh, um, stat, especially in today's day and age where you have so much turnover. And I think, uh, uh, um, uh, the Baylor family deserves a lot of credit because a lot of times in November, uh, fans are still focused on football and we've had great turnouts to where we've been able to, to win at home and on the road. And, um, fans show up at tournaments, and uh, you, you have to have that to win. So uh, hopefully we keep, we keep that up. Uh, right now we're six best offensive rebounding teams, so uh, you are going to miss shots. You want to be able to get them when you miss them. And defensively, uh, 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 we're climbing uh, last game. We were 53 before the game, and when the game finished, we were 44 or 42, and I think uh, uh, currently I think we're 44 because it changes each day by the teams you play, how they do, how other teams do. But uh, this team, we know uh, we, we have more youth than a lot of people. I mean, we start two freshmen, and you, you, you play a game tomorrow night, and um, Seton Hall's got five seniors starting. They don't bring in anyone that's not a senior until they get to the bench. So, uh, and, and the seniors nowadays aren't just four-year guys. They're fifth- and sixth-year guys. So uh, our team's really done a great job in blending and playing well together, even though we have some youth.
0: What does Seton Hall do? You know, it seems like they're a big-time offensive rebounding team. Uh, how much of a priority is, of that is in in practice and in the film sessions? And is that something they seem to take a lot of pride in?
8: Well, they they have a, a, a big man, Bettyaku, who is the leading offensive rebounder in the Big East and sixth in the nation. So uh, he he's pretty prolific. We had to do a great job blocking him out and uh making things uh hard for him to get offensive rebounds and easy putbacks. But it's a typical uh, uh big east team. I mean uh, uh Coach Holloway does a great job getting him uh to play really hard and um uh the physical they're mature and the older you get the more you're used to the physicality and the rigors of, of Division One. So uh this is a this is a big East, Big Twelve uh uh battle and uh, you got to be on point to be successful.
0: What about Ray J? Uh, Twenty-four points against Florida—the float game, the post-up game. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember players in the past, uh, guard like that, a point guard especially, who could go down there and post up people uh, like him. Um, it's kind of a special trait. Um, I mean, it just—it's—it's it's really you got some uncommon players on this team, but man, he, he loves to do it. And what is he? Six, two. I mean, I guess uh, something like that, but he's, he's, he knows how to, he knows how to operate down there.
8: Well, I think uh, the common trait is uh, each player brings a lot of talent and ability, but the fact that uh, uh, fundamentally sound and great teammates uh, allow them to share the ball, operate in space. And Ray J's uh, an old school throwback guard of, uh, Mark Jackson days. Um, Jared Butler used to be pretty good with his spin move uh, uh, in the post as well, but uh, um, I know I know uh, uh, Villanova's made it popular too with their guards uh, uh, posting, but uh, Ray J's really, really uh, proficient around uh, uh, 10 foot and in, um, but if, if you don't have great players around him that space the floor, then you don't have room to operate. So again, everything we do uh, it never comes down to just one player. It's everybody working well together and allowing each other to be successful.
0: All right. And uh, Drexel and Penn have beaten Villanova recently. Have you noticed that? Should they stop playing Philadelphia-based teams? I mean, that is well,
8: – uh, well, you... <laughs> well, we just need them to lose one more in this uh, Big East Big 12 Challenge in Manhattan. So, <laughs>
0: Well,
12: you're but right. Yeah.
8: It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, every night you look last night, what was it? Southern Mississippi state. I mean, every night it seems like there's, there's an upset and that's, that's parody in college basketball.
0: These guys have a point guard that can post up as well. Is that what I was uh, seeing the uh, Seton hall?
8: Yeah, they, they, they have a, uh a, a point guard at six foot six, six foot seven, very similar to uh, the Nichols uh, uh, player number 15 that, did a great job at six 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 seven leading the in assist, um, but but Richmond somebody that's a, a really skilled talented player that uh, is is an offensive mismatch from the standpoint most most point guards aren't six seven and or six six and long and 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 good around the rim so uh, we're gonna have our, our work cut out the Seventy-five percent of their points come in the paint and on free throws, so um, we got to do a good job uh, uh, keeping them off free throw line and away from getting easy. All
0: right, we do. Are we doing any kind of Christmas uh, theme or anything over there at the Farrell? I mean, we're having to say goodbye to the Farrell soon. I'm starting to get a little tear <laughs> thinking about it. And we're not going to. At least, they're not going to dynamite the place. Volleyball still do some good things over there. But uh, that is it. I mean, you've had a lot of fun history there. And these last few games, I would imagine it's kind of special to you. You're excited about, you know, Foster, need to get a great home court advantage. But the Farrell, in its own way, you know, has been, has been great to the Bears over the years.
8: It, it sure has. But uh, uh, right now, so focused on Seton Hall, I think the last game in the Farrell, it'll, it'll really dial in and hit us all. Um, but right now, it's just another home game and, and we're undefeated at home this year. I think we're tied for the nation's longest win streak. So we need the Baylor family out tomorrow. uh, uh, And we can definitely use. uh, uh,
0: Hey, I was surprised you didn't take Jacoby Walter, or you didn't bring him back in that game against Florida when he had four fouls. I mean, I I thought that was interesting and he seemed to handle it beautifully, Mm -hmm. but most, Potential. I mean, he is going to be a superstar, and he already is in some ways. Yet, you did not bring him back in that game. A part of it was Langston, Jalen, others were. I mean, Langston, especially, as a guard, was playing great. Um, What was going through your mind, you know, in in that game? Because, again, when you have a player of that magnitude, you normally are going to bring that player back in at some point. You did not. And quite honestly, it surprised me a little bit. But, uh, but again, he seemed to handle it fine.
8: Well, I think that, that's part of what makes him such an outstanding teammate and player is his intangibles and the fact that if he was an eye guy, uh, he wouldn't be uh, uh, the player or teammate that he is, which, again, makes him special. And um, one of the toughest things is first half, he got in foul trouble at late, and then second half, he never really had a rhythm. Uh, to get to get back into the game and uh, it's hard if you've sat that long and then you come in and then you have to 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 perform and the team was on a run and and um normally when when things are going well uh, you don't sub if things aren't going well you tend to sub more mm-hmm. if you're earlier in the game you need to sub for rest but um the goal is always to win the game and it's really hard to sit come back into a game that you've been out of for so long in the second half and be effective, let alone play aggressively when you had two back-to-back fouls called that, that, that make you humanistically not be aggressive and be passive And uh, in the last two, three minutes of the game. That's that's not – I mean, so part of it is to, to – it's just the team dynamic. And uh, mm-hmm. if he would have gone back in, uh, I'm sure he would have done a great job. And at the same time, uh, the five guys out there did a great job and uh, finished the game well. And uh, if it wasn't for we're hitting a couple, <laughs> uh, a couple deep shots at the end, we'd even won by more. So my point is, um, some games things just work out that way. And uh, I think it goes back to what makes this a, 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 a good team and a special team is they're more concerned with winning than they are their numbers or their 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 production and if as long as we maintain that then our depth becomes mm-hmm. a strength because if, if you only have one or two weapons and they're off then you're off and if you got a a, a handful uh, or, or great depth you can have bad nights and and still be able to win games because you got other guys to pick you up
12: mm-hmm.
0: they're most excited about sacks getting into games in launching freeze, I honestly think your your team gets more excited <laughs> about that now.
8: than. I think I, yeah. I think the I, 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 he <laughs> nickname has gone to buckets. But like even let's let's look let's look at him. He, three years he hadn't scored. He scores. The players on the bench called the play that he hits his first bucket. The next game, the players call the play that he hits his next bucket. So those back to back games. This last game, he has a good look, misses. But the next time down, he could have taken a bad shot just to get a shot, but he played the right way and had a great pass. And I think Kale got an and one and it just shows you, again, everybody's worried about playing the right way and not being selfish or worried about points or, cause that all takes care of itself. And the most important thing is, is to get wind, uh and, and play the right way. So we keep improving.
0: All right. Last thing. How was coach K doing the other day? Somebody told me you were, I think I saw like a, a photograph of you, uh, uh, taping something with uh with coach k uh y'all have really uh uh become pretty good friends it seems like over the years how was uh how was that what was, was coach k grilling you as usual
8: now nah, nah. Yeah, Co- Co- coach k what I've always admired about him is uh he's he's never been too busy to give back or help and when we won the national championship he'd uh uh given some really good advice for how to how to approach the next year, and um, I've, I've, I've appreciated his accessibility and his, his desire to want to help. And, uh, again, he's done it not only in the college level but with the Olympic teams, and, um, uh, man, it's achieved so much, but given back. And uh, I remember uh, um, uh, as, as a young head coach uh, at at Valpo, like one of the first meetings I was at, and he was always involved in committees and different things trying to make our game better, and I just always uh, uh, respected that because um, he's somebody that's giving back, uh, and not everybody does that.
0: All right. Well, you'll get to see. Isn't that funny to play against uh, Shire, and we all remember that game where uh, you guys almost made it to the Final Four, should have. We still know about that call that was, uh, yeah, rough call at the end of yeah. that one in Houston.
8: We just want to make sure he's not back in the game because I still got nightmares <laughs> from that, that team that won the game.
0: <laughs> I see Nolan sometimes. He must be coaching somewhere too. Yeah, and then I don't know what Kyle's doing. You know, the guy who played in the NBA for a while. I'm not sure what he's up to. But I, he's th- probably th-
8: those... getting buckets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the big dude that was involved in that play – What was that guy's name?
12: Zubek.
0: Zubek. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I still have nightmares about (laughs) that. But that's okay. We've won a national title since then. It's okay. And we'll face them in Madison Square Garden on the the, uh, 20th. Scott, always uh, fun. And uh, we had a lot to catch up on there. But uh, really appreciate you doing that. Good luck uh, tomorrow night. Seton Hall, the Big East challenge uh the big 12 as uh, baylor tries to represent the big 12 and give them a commanding lead all right scott have a great one
8: hey you gonna be here tomorrow
0: you know i'm always i'm always lurking i i would have a hard time not attending that's
8: that I need to hear. that's what i yeah. needed to hear all yes. right <laughs> you guys take care thanks all you do matt
0: you bet you bet there you go scott drew the baylor bears and um Yeah, got that one. They've got uh, Michigan State. That's going to be the 16th in Detroit. And sometime around then, we'll talk to Scott again,
7: uh, the one at Madison Square Garden against Duke. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas.
2: Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas.
3: The Baylor women offer finals back in action Thursday, December 14th, hosting Delaware State for the future Bears game in the Farrell Center at 11 a.m.
2: Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Built to do more for less. That's the way we roll with our new Kubota BX1880 package from WC Tractor. This four-wheel drive tractor is neatly packaged with loader, bucket, and shredder for as little as $2.99 a month. Take care of landscaping, gardening, and general maintenance without breaking the bank. Think of all the jobs you can do with your new Kubota. Payments are valid now through December 31st. Visit wckubota.com or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. Okay, so what's the
10: most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. the insurance process for you don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof let a real professional you trust do the work for you put mcadams and sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over central texas check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid
7: You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios.
9: At UBO Business Services, we recognize that on-prem print servers cost an organization $1,800 to $3,600 annually. With UBO, we are the only dealer in the country that can take print driver deployment, offer secure cloud printing, offer follow me print, scan to myself, and cloud as well as Xmedia's faxing all to the cloud. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
4: Well, it's that time again, the most wonderful time of the year. And just like most of us, the foundation doctor's thinking about home and family.
6: Hey dad.
5: Hi Jay, what you working on?
6: I'm building a gingerbread house.
5: That's cool. Why's the door so crooked? And why is your chimney leaning like that?
6: I guess my house needs the foundation, doctor.
5: (laughs) You're such a goofy kid. Is your house starting to look like a Pinterest project gone wrong? Are you worried about the jolly old fat man making it down your crooked chimney? Then you need to call the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. From all of us at the Foundation Doctor, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and a very blessed new year.
4: The Foundation Doctor is just like old Santa Claus, just like old Santa,
14: we make house calls. <laughs>
7: Now back to The Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley show
0: taking you through a Tuesday afternoon. And Aaron, you know the story has really reached its uh, peak when the uh, politicians get involved, okay? We've already had the I think Rick Scott, governor of. uh, What's DeSantis? I thought he was the governor. Yeah, Rick Scott's the senator. Senator, that's it. Okay. Um, Republican governor Ron, this is coming down within this last hour. Ron DeSantis, okay, he's also running for president. I believe he still is, took the uh, college football playoff committee to task on Tuesday, slamming his decision to exclude the undefeated Florida State football team from the four-team playoff. Um, He was speaking at a news conference, and he said, here's what he's quoted saying, um, Governor DeSantis, My first grader, my fifth grader, and my preschooler, they are all Knowles, and they are big-time fans, and they do the tomahawk chop, and they were not happy. We are going to set aside... One million dollars, and let the chips fall where they may. What what is he? What is this for, Aaron? A million dollars. Um, DeSantis' recommendation is simply a suggestion to the legislature, which one, which will begin its annual session next month. Once the legislature agrees on a spending plan, DeSantis will have power to veto individual items. I don't. What is he? Doing? What is he even doing? Uh, anyway, he's he's gotten involved. He's weighing in, and uh, I mean, Aaron, something should be done immediately if Governor DeSantis's kids are Knowles fans. I mean, I think that this may be the best argument I've heard so far. Is is that he has grade school children that like the Knowles? So let's let's please. Uh, Let's please reverse this decision immediately. All right. Um, it continues to come in, and uh, uh, the, just the anger over the decision, Florida State going 13-0, and and they're going. And, Aaron, I saw pictures of the Zoom. I was not on the Zoom conference. But can you imagine you get that news, you put out the statement saying how infuriated you are, and then you have to get on the bowl the bowl deal. You have to get on the bowl and it's like are they playing Georgia? Whatever is playing in the Orange Bowl, like they they had to get on a zoom together. And boy Kirby and Norvell looked about how you'd think they'd look. These are men, I mean, especially Norvell. Kirby, I mean, you, you get you lose one game, you're gonna get beat every once in a while. To win all thirteen games, and didn't have to go talk to your team, that is a tough deal. I kind of, I kind of get that. Now we also have news for we we had the Aaron Rodgers news where he's defending Zach Wilson and saying that Zach Wilson, um, and and apparently Aaron Rodgers is both scolding the media and he's scolding the Jets for anybody who would have leaked. That Zach Wilson didn't want to play, that he was uh, had fear of injury because, of course, that made him look awful, and, and it probably, if that story stood as written, it was going to impact him for the rest of his NFL career. If if he if he took a pass, a healthy quarterback says, "Nah, I'm okay. I'm afraid of playing." I mean, it's one thing if it's a, if it's a uh, a contract dispute. But if you're completely healthy, it's not a contract dispute. Uh, that is a, that's a blight on you as a player. And quite honestly, it, it speaks to your character. And so Aaron Rodgers has raced to the defense of uh, his buddy, Zach Wilson. Now, other news. Uh, Dodgers met with Shohei Otani. At uh, Dodger Stadium, a couple of weeks uh, days ago, and that's the manager Dave Roberts has acknowledged, and he's become the first person to divulge even even the most basic information about uh, about the highly touted free agency of uh, Otani. Roberts said clearly, Shohei's our top priority. The Dodgers, Angels, Cubs, Giants, and Blue Jays are believed to be the finalists for Otani, who could choose his destination within the week. Um, the John Schneider, the Blue Jays manager, wouldn't comment, and then Craig Counsel of the Cubs said he personally has not met with Otani, but dismissed any connection. To the team's overall interest in him. He said, I like to be honest. This is oh, this was Robert's talking. He said, I like to be honest. Yeah, we met with Shohei. We talked. And I think it went well. I think it went well. But at the end of the day, he's his own man and he's going to do what's best for himself where he feels most comfortable. Aaron, if I'm um if I'm going to handicap this thing, I'm going to say. Um, I would say Dodgers 1, I would say Cubs 2, San Francisco Giants 3, Toronto Blue Jays 4, Los Angeles Angels 5. And I know he's been with the Angels, but I just think he's probably looking for something different. And... If he, if he wants to, and again, I love Wash, and I hope Wash does well there. But having to be the face of the franchise and really, especially with Trout injured recently, to kind of be the guy and the only thing the organization has going for it, that's a lot. That's a lot. And also, you've got to be rehabbing as a pitcher. He will not pitch next season. He will, however, be able to hit. So at age 30, um, somebody's going to put down record money, and this is going to be massive. And this will be a five- or six-year deal. and He can get it as long as he wants. He can go as long as he wants. I would imagine in this day and age, some of these players like to try to do a five-year so they can get out there one last time. I think he'll probably do a six-year deal. There might be options at the end of it. Aaron, does that sound about right to you, the way I handicap that? Do you, any of the teams I mentioned, we knew the Rangers were out of it, even though the Rangers obviously are are World Series champions. Uh, Aaron, I'm saying Dodgers, Cubs, Giants, and then the Blue Jays. Does that sound right to you?
1: I would, I think I read something that the Cubs were pretty much out, but I'll have to double check that. I think it'll either be okay. the Giants or the Dodgers. Somewhere on the West Coast. I, I don't have much doubt about that.
0: Okay, West Coast. Aaron thinks, I just think the Cubs generally are willing to spend so much money that uh, that they might be able to do that. Now, tonight, and we'll have a little bit more on this in the dismount, Um we have a Baylor and Seton Hall getting it on at 8 o'clock. 7.30 for the pregame on ESPN Central Texas. And that's going to be fun. Seton Hall has a player named Richmond. He's a point guard. He likes to post up. They're also one of the better uh, offensive rebounding teams in the country. You're going to have to keep them off the boards. You're going to have to block out. And uh, they have a player... Their leading rebounder, their big man, is uh, averaging more offensive rebounds than he does defensively. He averages about seven and a half or eight rebounds a game. And he averages four to five offensive rebounds a game. They're great at it. Their coach takes tremendous pride in it. It is a – I mean, I know there hadn't always been great in recent years, but Seton Hall – is kind of a, like Xavier, um, they, they're kind of a blue blood program in the big East. I mean, you you know, Georgetown's been so bad for so long. Seton Hall has had some decent teams and they've had some really, really good players. Um, in fact, Aaron, I like, I bet if we looked right now, Seton Hall would have at least six to seven NBA players. Um, in, you know, currently I, uh, I had to laugh earlier today, Aaron, I did a little research because somebody was talking about some great player from Missouri this year. And they said, I call this the hidden, it's like the hidden NBA spot, Missouri. the hidden NBA, the hidden NBA gym, they called it. And so I decided to look up. I'm like, well, maybe more Missouri players are getting to the NBA. There are only five players currently in the NBA and only two of them are getting even Meaningful minutes. It's Michael Porter Jr., who played like two games at Missouri, and one other player, um, Jordan Clarkson, for the Jazz. So be careful when somebody just throws weird stuff out, like Mizzou as a hidden gem for NBA talent. They're, they're not even in, close to Baylor. So, anyway, I'll always beware. I'm looking these things up if you put these kind of statements out there. All right, it's the Mosley Show. We got to say good night. The Dismount
7: is next. This is is ESPN Central Texas.
6: Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied
0: clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You've been sidelined by joint pain. It's time to meet the Coriel Health MVP of orthopedics located right here in Central Texas. Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, Coriol Health Sports Certified Orthopedic Physician Team specialized in sports medicine and total hip and knee replacement. Don't let joint pain keep you on the bench. Get back in the game. Make the play call to Coriol Health Orthopedics today. 254-483-KNEE. That's
4: 254-483-KNEE. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. The Real Texas Gun
16: Show, Saturday, December 16th and Sunday, December 17th at the Cadence Bank Event Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be a place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The variety at the show is extensive. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find lots of ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and so much more. The Real Texas Gun Show, December 16th from 9 until
7: 5, December 17th from 10 to 4 at the Cadence Bank Event Center.
11: Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel and Company New York. Each piece a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond.
10: Holiday gift giving is now upon us. At Morrison Gifts, we want to give holiday shoppers a break from the crowds. Starting now, enjoy special pricing on select items weekly through Christmas. Brands like John Hart, Consuela, Sweet Grace, and Times Candles. At Morrison's, you'll find home decor, gourmet items, bath and body, baby, and of course, Christmas decor. Let us build the perfect gift basket and remember free gift wrapping. Local delivery is available and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison Gifts
7: at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Let nothing stand between you and the tree stand with this great offer on the fast, durable Kubota Sidekick.
13: Featuring a gas-powered engine that delivers a top speed of 40 miles per hour, outstanding acceleration and handling with cargo, and a two-year, 1,000-hour warranty. Get the Sidekick now for zero
7: down, 0% APR for 36 months, or save $500. Now through December 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. W.C. Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas.
4: Well, it is
0: the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, my goodness, we have all sorts of things Uh, happening this evening let's uh the Seton Hall Baylor game you can hear it right here 7 30 on the pregame and uh ESPN 2 is where it is I swear I heard from Pete Souza recently and he was doing well he was getting ready to do one of these big games I need to check in on it with Pete um but uh we'll get Pete on and uh yeah we should have had him on we'll have him on after the game but uh, uh, that's a pretty, uh, pretty fun game tonight. We'll see what the Pirates have. One of the last, uh, this is the last marquee matchup at the Farrell Center. I had a, a visit with some people on Twitter today about, like, my favorite moments at the Ferrell Center. I was at the game, Aaron, where Quincy AC had, like, ten dunks. Uh, Jordan Hamilton was playing for UT. They were a ranked team, and Baylor just dunked on them all game. Uh, It was amazing. It was a Rick Barnes team that at one point that year had been ranked number one. And Baylor dunked on them a million times. I love that game. And then uh, 1990, when they took down Nolan Richardson and the number three Arkansas Razorbacks. Todd Day, Lee Mayberry, that whole crew. Man, that was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for everybody who's been a part of this. Watch and listen to the game tonight be ready to discuss tomorrow at three o'clock on the matt mosley
7: show espn central texas good night everybody it's time now for the modern media big 12 Blitz. modern media your full service advertising agency now here's the voice of the bears john morris